Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What's going on, people? This is Zero Gravity, and thanks for tuning in to Blurdy Massacre. Um, hey, quick question for y'all. What's a bad miracle? They got a word for that? Trey, Ryan, we got a word Chipotle. for that? Chipotle. It tastes so good, but you pay for it later. <laughs> <laughs> That's just one. Beyonce tickets. Because they're ticket masters, so you can't afford it, but it's a miracle that it's happening. Amen. That's a good answer. We got some good answers. All right, before we get into it too much today, y'all, let's intro our hosts. Greetings. This is Brother Ghoulish. Um, you can listen to me on Brother Ghoulish's tomb. Um, every week is something different. Let's have some fun. <laughs> and follow me on www.brotherghoulish.com to follow my book that will be coming out in October. There's something wrong in Morrison County. Now that you're coming in here with an updated website making me look bad. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to pretend like I didn't f- uh, do it 15 minutes before this, though. Now, they were like, you got to pay this website again this year. I'm like, but I ain't even used it. Um, <laughs> anywho, I am Sharanda Slater. I am one half of a nightmare on Fear Street. I am one twelfth or one two hundredth of Alter Tapes. <laughs> and I write for Dread Central. And you can find me and all my shenanigans at Miss Sharanda on Instagram and Twitter. Oh. Mm-hmm. And look at her recasting of the Lost Boys because yes, I would find all those boys. <laughs> <laughs> You're the worst. My name is Zero Gravity. Um, yeah, my name is Zero Gravity. You can find me online haunting the internet. Unfortunately, at IDK Gravity. You know. Anyway. What's popping, y'all? What's going down in the horror community right now? So, Bodies, Bodies, Bodies just came out. And there had to be white nonsense, of course. Um, I'm Amanda Steinberg. If I'm saying that wrong, I'm sorry. I haven't heard it because, like, it's been a minute since Hunger Games. Um, and, like, I haven't caught any of the reviews that I just saw this. And I don't want spoilers. <laughs> but, like, they are in this movie, Bodies, 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 which is a damn good movie. Like, it's a damn good time. I cackled. I laughed. I, I stopped drinking because I forgot I was having so much fun. I forgot to drink. 
very, very rare. That's crazy. Listen, that never <laughs> happens. That never happens. I'll be drinking at my funeral. So like I hats off to this crew. <laughs> um, but this movie comes out and this New York Times critic whose father got them the job originally when they're 25, then he put out and they're like clapbacks. Um, had thoughts about this movie, which as a critic, you don't have to enjoy a movie, that's your right, but you have to not just like be hating for hating's sake. And talk about how it's a 95 minute um, boob ad, I'm paraphrasing for Amanda. And so like Amanda is reading things because like movie just came out, very proud of it, sees it and like hits this person up and their DMs to be like, hey, <laughs> that was weird. Um, I hope you look past my boobs and look at the movie. Cool, cool, cool. And instead of just being like, that was an interaction, or let me like reach out and be like, hey, here's what I really meant, or like, I'm sorry if you feel the way. Lena decides to like all her Lena Dunham energy with this name <laughs> and go to Twitter and TikTok and make a video because they don't want it to get like bigger than it is. I don't know nice pronouns, I know that they are both queer and I'm still uncovering things, so I'm gonna use names. <laughs> um, but Lena was definitely like, hi, Picacity. And so Manla was like, I thought it was a funny review, and I thought my comment was funny, and I thought as two queer people, we could just have that exchange. But I'm sorry if you feel away. Uh, I'm gonna go on and enjoy the success of my movie and my talents. Good day. Yeah, when I saw all of it, I was like, and I I had texted you this. Give me a second. <clears throat> But I was like a little nervous at first to say something because they were accusing Amanda of being homophobic. And I didn't personally get that vibe. No. I just got that this particular film critic was, I'll just say it, um, just kind of full of themselves just yeah. a bit. And then the video storm that came out after that just kind of confirmed that. And that's when I felt more comfortable to say, yeah, that's, I was getting more a vibe that she was half joking, but she was also serious. Like you're saying something about my body. And anybody who knows anything about Amanda knows that. Um, and like you said, if I'm doing the pronouns wrong, I do apologize, Amanda. However, like that they have just basically been going through a body image issue for a little bit of time because of being over sexualized by people. So no one's talking about that. But yeah, the more that people talk, the more they tell on themselves, cheer because Lena then yeah. no. <laughs> kept talking. Because, like, again, like you were saying, Amanda started out as a kid, and, yeah. like, we just don't give no shit about black films at any age, and so we're just like, booze. Like, even Journey Smollett was like, Left Our Country was the first set I've been on where I wasn't being, like, harassed and sexualized. And, yeah. like, somebody was an accident trial, was on full health, so that sink in. Look at your uncles, <laughs> look at your directors. <laughs> was not sexualized on set <laughs> for the first time with Left Our Country. So yeah, I'm not here for Lena's energy, especially when Lena's trying to like toot their own horn of what's leaving out important facts. Like their father was the editor of New York Times when they were published for 25. Like if I had a parent that's with New York Times, I could also probably get published. It's not special. <laughs> it's not special. <laughs> Wait, it's it's not? I, I thought that's I thought that's like, you know, that means she worked really hard. To convince right. her father to hire her. Like, isn't that at par with what we're all dealing with right now? You're, I hate you guys. <laughs> <laughs> so hard. It's so hard. Yeah, to the babies. Um, but no, like, Lena decided to, like, shit on this movie, which is the best use of Pete Davidson. Like, it's the one oh. time I saw Pete Davidson and it didn't automatically leave. Accurate because I actually loved him in this movie too. I think they gave him a good role for his personality style. It was really good. Okay. 
I'm excited. I wanted to see uh like the cast was at the Alamo in the city um doing a Q&A and it was like open to the public, but I was over in California so I didn't get to go. I still haven't oh. seen the movie. Um oh. but I am looking forward to it like a lot and it kind of like slipped off my radar for a second. But then all this drama started happening and now it's like bounce back up to the top of my list it's just getting messy out here in the internet i really feel like people are bored they um, are just messy all around um everybody's wrong mm-hmm. um yeah i just want to yeah. watch this movie but i am very surprised with your review sheree because i'm i'm hearing like not great things half of me is like okay we're just as a society like over pete davidson which is why these reviews look like that yeah, but if <laughs> that might be a piece. You were able to put your drink down, then okay, let me, let me, let me see what's going on. I feel like this movie's gonna struggle because it's funny and it's making it's making jokes about things that people are like, "How dare you attack me?" And also, mm-hmm. there's a lot of fans leading it. There's a lot of fans leading it. Um, yes. Like yes. Pete Davidson is Pete Davidson, but like he doesn't ruin it. Like he did everything else he's ever done, Ooh. and the lead pace is there. <laughs> And you know he paces a good time no matter what. And like, what's really sad is his nipples brought us all together last week because he took that like <laughs> those photos with his shirt that's see-through. And we were like, "Yes, daddy." And then Lena's like, "Let me come in here with my bad energy and bad vibes." And I'm like, "Who invited her? <laughs> make make things like a potato salad back outside. Nobody wanted her." <laughs> here comes the fun police once again. Right? Energy vampires. Mm, it is a really good time zero i also did like the movie i I think you'll enjoy it too i think you'll appreciate it sheree hit it right on the nail this triggered some people i know that's what it has to be that because Mm -hmm. i'm gonna get dragged for this but i feel safe saying i don't really mind um it gives me screen vibes quite a bit in the in the reset that it's doing i just think that people aren't really a big fan of the execution but uh, sheree said it best when we were talking about it some people are haters man they're just haters Mm -hmm. A24 through Laurie's in the recipe, and people were like, too spicy. Too spicy. And they were like, that's not spicy. Too spicy. I just put pepper. Too spicy. Too spicy. Rinse it off. And then bring it back. And it's like, it's pasta. Did you really rinse the sauce off the pasta? And they're like, yes. I like my ramen without the seasoning packets. Oh, oh my God. Just give me sadness and water. there's a the cedric gervais version of that is like rent free in my mind i tried to use a a new saying rent free in my mind y'all know i don't usually say that do i sound younger um okay i tried all right (laughs) 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 okay all right i'll keep working on it (laughs) what else is going on um, I'll tell you what else is going on. We need to talk about convention safety. Okay. Is this the Gary Busey thing? Yes. So I was at Monster Mania in Cherry Hill, Monster Mania 50, where unfortunately, Mr. Gary Busey, old man, um, was touching women during his photo ops with them. Um, ew. Yeah. Right. Like huge, huge, ew, disgusting. I I have already seen some people on Twitter trying to give him a pass because he like had an injury and it like was concussed. And so maybe that's like a reason, but I don't think we need a reason. Um, 
I'm pretty sure the majority knew that this dude was a little kooky. So mm. I'm wondering why he was invited in the first place um, to a high volume event with fans. Um, why? I just don't know why. Um, but I, I heard about this very early because this uh, the instance was on uh, Saturday. And the news broke on Sunday. So I woke up in my hotel room on Sunday and my girlfriends who I was running around the con with sent me this link to a gentleman who had gone live. It was the husband of one of the women who was touched inappropriately. Um, mm. And he explained the whole story. Um, I didn't see it firsthand. I didn't do any photo ops. So like I wasn't in that room. They put all the, the celebs doing photo ops in one room that's separate from like the con hall. Um, so I'm, I'm hearing this all from this man firsthand who he was in the room, but basically his wife was molested. Um, they alerted the con staff, con staff didn't really do anything. Right. So why is that? Why did con staff not do anything? Um, and then it was only upon Matthew Lillard applying pressure. Okay, let's go team Lillard. Applying pressure yeah. onto the situation and then the police were called. And he was escorted out and was no longer able to hurt anyone else. Um, I think somebody else was also touched inappropriately. I don't think it was just that one woman. But still, if this man has kind of a reputation for being kooky and being a little bit... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Unpredictable? Yes. <laughs> yeah, or that. <laughs> unpredictable or gross um why give him a platform to make another mistake um when you have that many people in one place and those people are very i don't want to say vulnerable but in the presence of people that they care about and these women have they paid him money for an autograph in a picture i think the least that you can do is guarantee their safety um it's embarrassing when shit like this happens at a convention space because the convention space is supposed to be the space for nerds where you're supposed to be safe yeah. from, you know, gatekeeping from bullying from the other, this is supposed to be the common ground. And so I get really upset when shit like this happens. Cause I kind of take it personally, cause this is where I feel safe and that's not okay. I don't really understand the sweeping it under the rug until then another celebrity has to say something. It should have been stopped at the first moment because this is a safe space. Um, I'm not trying to like bag on monster mania. I had a really good time. Actually. I was only there that Saturday. I met a bunch of friends, uh, met some mutuals online. Um, I actually missed Tyrone. He was there in oh. the vicinity. Um, but, but we missed each other. I think he, he was left wearing a fear street t-shirt. He was, yes. Yeah. He was wearing a fear street t-shirt. I saw the, his photos later, but uh, it was a misconnection, but I'll catch him next time. It's all right. But um, another thing that worries me a lot about convention safety is like prop check. Um, and with a horror con, how many people in cosplay are running around with knives or pitchforks? Yeah. Or, you know, this is a horror convention. We're going to cosplay as some scary shit. Everyone is wearing a mask. I think it's important to prop check because you just never know. Um, years ago, I cosplayed the Punisher and I had these guns on me and like knives and like grenades that they were all like nerf products like off-brand nerf products that i had um 
painted and like weathered down and stuff. So they, they weren't real. I left the orange tips so that you could see that they were not real. Um, but at that time, I think it was awesome con, maybe like 2018, something like that. Um, but we were on the heels of yet another school shooting. And I felt so uncomfortable bringing these fake guns into a highly populated space that I just left them in my hotel room that day. Um, but I don't think people think about that as much as they should. And they that's don't. underneath the umbrella of con safety as well as, you know, somebody touching someone. Keep your hands to yourself. This is unbelievable. I, I mean, I don't have to tell you cosplay is not consent, but when it comes from a celebrity, it's it's very disheartening, especially when con staff don't do something immediately to help the situation. Especially because he's had a career of being, I don't even know if there is a word, because I was going to say problematic, but it's bigger than that. He's had a career <laughs> of people being like, we should stop talking to him. And so for them to like invite him here and put people in danger and then be like, mm, can't hear you. Oh, Matthew Lillard said something. I guess we got to do something now. Um, mm-hmm. And that's no shame because we all love Matthew. And apparently this is why. We've been picking up on his energy since Liver alone. Um, <laughs> we were like, let's get him. <laughs> um, but like, it's just, it's gross. Because like, like you said, this shit is not cheap, which is why I can't go to things. And some of them are like disorganized, which is why you have so many people who can't even get into the people they want to see. Like I, as you know, I, I've added more husbands from Stranger Things to my harem. And mm-hmm. they are <laughs> they are doing the Canada whatever expo, fan expo, I think. Mm-hmm. And because like it, it's blowing up the Stranger Things, especially Jamie and Joe, they're like, oh no, we can cash in some more. Let's add dates. Let's not like coordinate. So people are like, you got me getting my picture with Jamie, but like Joe's on the panel and vice versa. I was trying to vote. You can't be adding dates and just putting me in shit. You gotta tell me. And people are like, crickets. And I'm like, why don't you hire stage managers to help you organize your cons and like help you find those bridges of time where you can put other stuff when it takes people longer? And also hire people to have people do something when it comes to security because you can't just run around here being like, well, nobody's going to care because y'all's just y'all and your fans and fuck you, um, which is what it comes down to. He was hurting women and they were like, well, that's Tuesday. And they couldn't run with their fucking business. And I'm mad. I'm really mad. Um, yeah. As somebody who has no money, if I can afford to go to your con and you let me get groped by like some like Z-list celebrity, we're going to take it to the Instagram. We're going to take it to the Twitter. <laughs> um, I will own one of your houses. <laughs> hmm, that part. And Listen. part of the love that we have for these conventions is like calling them out on their shit and saying, you got to do better. Because like, I love the cons too for all the stuff y'all are saying. Like, these are safe spaces. We get to see like some killer ass um, cosplay. But y'all got to do better, especially because like everyone deserves to feel safe. And speaking of prop checks, um, that's why I was smiling a little bit during this very serious topic. Um, I've never shared this with you guys, but I'll share it now because it's uh, oh. appropriate. And when I was a sophomore, um, my friend took me to her prom and we dressed goth. So like we wore like capes and metal armor, uh, sorry, finger armor. And I had a staff. Um, the staff had a sword in it. They did not check the sword, obviously going in. And I thought it was like a cute little story to be telling until I said it around a few people growing up. And they're like, you were on a dance floor with a sword. Yeah. And little did they know, I did it a couple more times during Halloween because y'all know I dressed this Papa Legba. He was wild. 
so I, but the scary thing is the last time I dressed as Papa Leg, but I lost the staff at the function. So someone found a staff. Somebody lucked out. Somebody with, left with a sword. Yes. And if you if you don't unscrew it, you don't know. So I wonder if they know, like think to unscrew it, but it's a long, it's about the length of my arm. But it was it was cool, man. I mean, not my whole arm. The four. The, what, what is this four called? The forearm. Four the forearm. Yeah. You got yeah, to lose one day. It's gonna be some kids sword fighting. They're gonna go sword. You're gonna be like, oh no. <laughs> Wasn't me. <laughs> I would be like, damn, where they find that at? Oh, that don't look familiar. Mm -mm. Oh, it's getting crazy out here. When I was a kid, we didn't do shit like that. I'm gonna turn into one of those people. Imagine if you didn't confess this to us, and you're like on your deathbed, and you're like. <laughs> I, I brought a sword into the prom and nobody knew until this day. And then I, and also, I didn't like Midsommar. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> that, that my final words. I mean, that is a face tattoo on my way out. Oh, <laughs> no. I got one left. Put it there. Put it there. Um. And then start chewing on like bark <laughs> Look, most iconic death day ever. Shit. <laughs> Problem because when I worked security way, way many, many moons ago at like concerts and venues that like health problems, I was out there with a the metal detector and I had like girls being like, It's gonna go off of my boobs, I'm pierced. And I'm like, You know what, Judith? I'm trying to make sure you got no guns and knives. <laughs> Why, Judith? Was it was her last name Myers and was it your last time seeing her? There are some Probably. layers to this. Probably. But like, yeah, no, it was always it was always weird because I'd be at a metal show and these kids are pierced, clearly. Yeah. And they got like stuff on their jackets and stuff. It's like a metal show. Uh -huh. And they're like, you gotta use the wand on them. And I'm like, all of them are buzzing and I'm patting people down. Who's patting people down? I got the wand. Yellow get buzzed. And so the fact that like nobody at the con or nobody at the prom is like, we should have a metal detector. Especially because proms have high schoolers. In America, mm -hmm. high schoolers are not always okay, um, which is why the news is a scary place. Mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. their parents are not okay. And yeah. generational trauma. Yeah. When you said use the wand on them, it took all my maturity not to say giggity. Um, <laughs> That's a different job, Ryan. Um, I it here. It's time to pay these cons. We <laughs> 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 need to leave. <laughs> I love it. For real though, I, I need these conventions to be on the level as a metal concert. Yeah. Because I know better now. Like I see shows at like Barclay Center mm -hmm. and I already know. Like when I went to see Slipknot, I was like, okay, as much as I want to dress to the nines, I gotta leave all my chains at home. Cause even like my that my wallet chains that just like connect my wallet to my pants, even that's not allowed. But you never know who's walking in in cosplay, somebody like, you know, Michael Myers, who's known to carry a knife. You can never be too sure. There was, that, there was that one fool, the stabby man dressed like Michael Myers. And do you want him to run around with a weapon in your conventions? Mm -mm. We had to shut him down. Him and his award show. <laughs> and that was verbally on the internet. I don't want that in person, but I don't want. Like, pat him down. Like, <laughs> Hit him with the wand. I don't have like anything going on this week because like bodies, bodies, bodies and all the drama with Amanda. I think that was the big one for me because I've like I was watching that. That was definitely the big one. And then obviously the Gary Busey thing, too. Like ooh. those have been taken over the timeline and my soul. <laughs> 
I don't think anyone's okay right now. Listen, like Gary and Lena heard Beyonce's Back to My Soul took away the wrong message. Uh, <laughs> I need them not to listen to that album. They're not allowed to. Somebody right. somebody sees in the... What, what is the... Look, Season I can't come up with words. Yeah, thank you. Yes. <laughs> what did I say? Seize and desist. You know what? Seize. Seize. Yes. Seize. Oh, that voice is new. Mm. Oh. I'm not letting her out no more. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, I guess we should in- intro this topic. <clears throat> Clearly, you've hit play on this episode titled No Episode. So you might have some guesses, and you would be correct if you assume we're going to talk about Nope, because that was the movie that hit this summer. It's the new Jordan Peele. My husband's there, and they look thick. I'm ready. Let's get sick. Um, <laughs> this is a good time to um, throw in the spoiler warning. Mm-mm. Yes. Big, huge warning. All right, three, two, one. We warned you. So I'm on the Yeehaw agenda now. Oh. <laughs> oh yes 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 like i i'm not gonna lie when i first watched it it eluded me that they were making some commentary about like the erasure of black cowboys um in hollywood and how this was i mean he had so many layers that he was addressing a lot of things but that was one of the things that they were addressing i didn't get hip to it until i watched like all the interviews that um the cast was doing which i really love because this is such a moment that people can actually have fun with and actually learn from hearing what their their takes on everything was. Yes, yes. I I just, I think part of the reason that I love a Jordan Peele is because he understands that summer blockbuster feel, but also the horror that we need to like keep us there, or the sci-fi, in this case, but more sci-fi than horror. I know people are screaming at me. I can hear you. I'm adjusting. <laughs> Genre's a big umbrella. Get into it. Um, and so I, I just, I love it. It's an event. I felt like how people probably felt when they were going to Spielberg war movies back in the day, going to this. Um, I, I have no complaints other than it was too long and my ass fell asleep, which I mean, I'm old. Circulation's bad. Is that Jordan's fault? (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) Next time, just watch it standing up. Yeah. I'm going to do squats. Only if it's not the director's cut, because that one's supposed to be three hours and 45 minutes. If I stand up for that, ready. baby. I sat there for Endgame. I'll do it again. I yes. will. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> no. Endgame, I had to sleep for that, too. And then the last time I seen Robert Jr. in that suit. And I was like, oh, man. What? <laughs> My See, ruined the difference, stuff. though, like, Endgame was, like, actually boring. It was just, it was, like, Excuse 80% Excuse you. I'm sorry. I came boring. for blurdy not to be uh, assaulted like this. <laughs> oh, come on we now. Be a massacre. Body. <laughs> it was just like wrapping up loose ends. It was just, you know, it was just closure. Like the whole movie was just like the closure. It's so it was, like, it was a lot of talking. You can't tell me I'm wrong. What pissed me off is that we ruined it in the first half because they were like, all these people got snapped. And I was like, mm, but all of them got sequels coming up. So there's no real stakes here. There's no real danger. And they're like, but you should be emotionally invested. Like, but I'm financially invested. I have to see some more movies this year. They allow. I know they allow. Why can't be both? Right? I'm going to Wakanda in February. Everybody fine. <laughs> and they're like, no, feel your feels. I'm like, fuck you. Um, and so I went in because I'm a finisher. And I was like, okay, all this is predictable. 
Mm. That's all predictable. Oh, yes. I predictable. Mm. Oh, my God. You're the worst. Okay. Well, before Ghoulish rolls their eyes to the back of their skull at me one more time, do we have a real talk today? Oh, we do. Um, mm. um, because Jordan Peele's um, work definitely talks about racism, I thought we should talk about Ben and J-Lo getting married in a plantation. Woo, boy. Mm. <sighs> Long, mm-hmm. heavy mm-hmm. black girl side. I'm not the biggest mm-hmm. fan of either of them, but I, I respect Jaylo as a brown woman who's working. Um, and so the fact that she was like, he's had a plantation rebuilt on a plantation land, and we're getting married there. And I'm like, you know what? See yourself out, sis. Um, you was not from the block I thought you were from. <laughs> I'm dreaming. I was just going to say, it's getting harder and harder to remember that she's from the block. What block? Right, and this is also Ben Affleck, whose brother is Casey Affleck, who keeps working even though he should be shut down for being the Gary PC of his decade. I just, <laughs> <laughs> why are we even this family, Jen? Why? What are we doing? For whom's Jenny? For whom's? In the words of and the iconic Mariah Carey, I don't know her. I don't know her. I like, don't. It's it's always shitty when one brown person turns to another brown person. It's like fuck you and your drag. Like this is <laughs> what is why? Oh my god. A similar situation is when um, ASAP Rocky, I think it was ASAP Rocky. Yeah, it was ASAP Rocky. And it was in the height of very messy race relations in this country. And he was like, oh, I don't deal with police brutality. I don't deal with racism because I'm an A-lister. So good luck, y'all. He said that shit. And then he went off and married Rihanna. What? Riri, I... I never, I would never forget that. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna put you over there with Chris Breezy. Cool, 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 cool. Got First it. off, maybe you can do better. Yeah. <laughs> Secondly, he's very handsome, but I feel like that's all he got going for him because <laughs> the first me. like mixtape and a half was tight, but then everything else, then I'm like, okay, all right. Yeah. It's Riri. Like Riri can be pulling something better. Like I mean, like ASAP. Yeah, but like she could do it better, and so the fact that she was like, I'm gonna settle today, but for him, I should have gotten her pregnant. Listen, a Saudi billionaire before him, he'd be on our show right now. Um, (laughs) yeah, yeah, like she she stayed in a different class, she's not out here on the same apps I am, being like, he moved out his mom's basement, I can make it work, like she's doing real stuff. You know, though, I could I could live with it more than I could live with a plantation wedding. Yeah. Because people say, say stupid shit all the time, but making the active decision to get married on a fucking plantation right? in 2022, the year of our Lord, right? even and, young, and- no. And it's your second wedding to the same person. So it's not like you needed to like, you were like, how can we make it a not about us, a plantation? Like, <laughs> and this is also after. Honestly, though, that could be a good strategy. Like, they were like, we don't talk about how many times I've been married. Let's get a plantation together real quick. Oh, also, this, is after, this is after Ryan and Blake got dragged for being married on a plantation. Like that should have been the last couple to do that because people were like, you know what? We've let this go on long enough. We should send some of these white kids. And they were like, oh, no. And like venues are like, we don't do that no more. You can't have a your wedding for us anymore. We shouldn't have down because it's all happened to Ryan and Blake. We don't want none of that smoke. Hmm. And then these two were like, well, my family home um, <laughs> was rebuilt to look like the original. 
and I couldn't sell it because of the history. Let's get very dear. That's a good time. It's my Casey. Like, is my Damon free? You know, I'm all about people in the same room. Like, <laughs> what are we doing? What are we doing? Why? Violence. Literally. Every time an athlete breathes, he's choosing violence. And I am tired of catching those strings. <laughs> yeah, because I ain't do shit to you, Ben. Right. I've done nothing. Right. I have my podcast. I got my I got I got my water bottle over here, my Himalayan salt lamp. I, I have very hit him with it. Hit him with it. Are you threatening him now? I'm right, that did come off like a threat by accident. I said chakras, Ryan, because they've been off forever. And ever, ever. That voice that was trying to come out earlier is coming back and it's sounding violent. It wants the lamp. I don't know what that's like. That's the merge. I got my Himalayan salt lamp. Maybe it's who um I know y'all heard about what happened with Cardi B um posting her song and then taking it down like an hour later. Did y'all, did y'all hear about this? No, explain. <sighs> Baby. Um I gotta find the name of it because she took it down like like that. Like basically she releases it and she's doing a voice kind of like the one I accidentally did earlier. And they're like, Roman, you know, Nicki Minaj's alter oh, ego. No. And it wasn't just like one or two people. Like everyone's like, it's giving Roman, and it just disappeared from YouTube. And then she went to Twitter and dragged her fans. Why y'all taking screenshots of shit and posting it? You know, because you know that what does she refer to them as? The worms. You know, the worms are going to um, you know, take it and run with it. And blo- I'm like, you posted it. <laughs> she was off- she was offended because the fans had had made the connection to Nikki. She didn't, didn't like say that. that, but that's the the running thought right now. Happened, yeah, right? because it was giving. You know how Nikki used to do Roman's voice, or whatever. It yeah, was similar. Yeah. It was like, la, 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 la. like she was doing like that with her voice, <laughs> yeah, and she one. was she changed her pace, and so people were like, uh, "What did they? What did they say? It was it wasn't Roman Ricardio?" And I was like, "You know what? <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> Ricardio." <laughs> Yeah, it is a lot. Black have <laughs> destroyed her in 20 minutes. And I'm like, this is not right. This woman just had a child. Just listen to the song. And I, y'all know me. Like, I love Nikki. It wasn't personally giving me Roman, personally. I, I just think she just shifted her voice. And people are just here for mess. People want, people want drama because we've all been, like, in this pandemic for three years. There's, like, have we had more drama in these Twitter streets? Let's fight yeah. on the internet because I'm bored. But, like, even so, I feel like that's fine. Like Gaga does blatant Madonna like all the time. Yeah. Like you know how she like goes into like it's almost like she's rapping, but like it's just like talking and it's just like Vogue, you know, like that kind of thing. Like it's blatant Madonna every time. And then every time she does it, like somebody in the room is gonna be like, Oh, that's so Madonna. But like, yeah, no duh. I don't know. I think like it's normal, yeah. I agree with you. It took me two days to know that born this way was not Madonna. Stop it. Okay. Well, Madonna crawled so Lady Gaga <laughs> could like literally do a fucking 500 meter sprint. Okay, ma'am. Listen, I ain't knocking Joanne. I ain't knocking Joanne. I'm just saying sometimes when we try to tell people, we don't know who did the album. We don't know who did the album. What? And so like the baby said to tell me the theater because I was an undergrad and then they was like, that's not Madonna. How old are you? And I'm like, I'm a youth. Sit your fucking mouth. Who is it? And they're like, Lady Gaga. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's, it could be her, too. That's weird. What? <laughs> Born This Way was my personality for a little while after it came out, so. Listen, my ass was up to an exercise to it. I was a whole other girl. I don't exercise, but I was motivated. I was like, I too can do a jumping jack. Let's go, bitch. That passed um, quickly. Were y'all <laughs> I, uh, uh, little monsters? 
yes the fandom i was i was i was yeah. definitely a monster monster and then rihanna navy yes it's my jam i was never part of the beehive though i can say that i i i miss all of those and i got on i okay so me and beyonce I hope she forgives me because I know the internet she can hear this. Um, when she was with Destiny's Child, I was all for Beyonce. Mm-hmm. Destiny's Child, multiple variations. They broke up. I was like, what's she gonna do? And she was doing very happy poppy shit. And I was like, ooh, that's not the same vibe I'm into. That's and so I, le- I left her. And then like Formation came out and I got a formation. Mm-hmm. And then she was like, lemonade, bitch. I'm like, lemonade. <laughs> and so here we are now and we're friends again. Oh, I'm so good. stereotypical because I'm definitely a huge uh, beehive person for sure. Yeah. I didn't really get into her um, during Destiny's Child. I knew, I mean, I, I knew the songs, but for me, I think when I really got obsessed with her, I mean, B Day was so. I mean, B Day was my personality that year, but it didn't pick back up again. I think it's to the self-titled album when that came out, that just like destroyed me, and I just haven't, I haven't unmounted that steed since. I think I'm still on it, and that's me on the cover of Renaissance. So, <laughs> thank you, Ben. After, after Mandela shook me, I went back and I found some songs on each album I like, even if I don't like the whole album. Um, because again, I don't care if she wants people to think her and Daisy are happy. I don't really care about him. He's not Beyonce. So, like, sing him if you want to, but I'm gonna catch you on this other track where you mad at him. Like, I'm gonna do that one. <laughs> You're like, he ain't do nothing boy. to me. I'm like, that's the one. That's the one on this one. What? <laughs> Yes, not me dancing, child. Right. There's no music playing. What's happening? When the Beyonce album, when the Beyonce episode dropped, mind your baskets. Just your baskets. Oh God, we're gonna have to talk about that fucking movie, that home invasion movie that she's in. Oh, what I always block that. I was about to say it didn't happen. What was it? No, it, oh, it happened. You know what uh, happened? Obsessed? Is that what it's called? Obsessed? Yes, you're right. Her car the Did you really? You would. You know, you know I was there like, what just happened? I was so excited. I mean, I, I saw the hip hopper, but I was thinking maybe she's grown since then. So I'm going to get something else. But Remember Austin Powers' Goldfinger? Didn't happen. Gold member. It was Not gold happened. member. This is a that's, a, that's a creepypasta, ma'am. Didn't happen. No. Um, that's the best Austin Powers movie. I love her, but you know what? We cannot all be good at everything. Ghoulish has rolled their eyes at me like 17 <laughs> times. We've only been recording for 30 minutes. We like, brought up quite a few divas today. My eyes are just loose. Ryan's going to divorce us. We're going to leave this room and Ryan's going to be like, I'm not quite as good as Right. Okay, let's talk about this fucking movie, okay? Oh, right. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah, the nope episode. That's right. <laughs> so the the last piece of real talk I think is a good bridge into it. So there was a video that had come out where uh Kiki Palmer and a few of the other castmates were going through um the worst fan theories that just weren't true. <laughs> Because you know some of us, I'm, I was scared. I thought the tomb was going to pop up. Because y'all know I get a little, a little wild on there sometimes. But it's, you know, it's it's my jam. So I'm sweating. But the one that came up that got me, they were trying to say, I'm and I'm referring to the fans, they thought that Kiki Palmer's um, appearance was supposed to look like Angela Patrice Hill. Because if y'all remember, Betty and Barney Hill were the two people whose alien abduction essentially like 
became a big deal for pop culture and media and it's been used a million times in stories like american horror story and other places and they have a granddaughter who's a ufc fighter and when she put it side by side she's asking her castmates like do i look like her and they're just like they're not saying anything and i'm going to send the picture to y'all i mean do y'all am i wasting do y'all know her because i can oh yeah uh, angela oh. overkill hill yeah yeah mm -hmm. so i was like no shade because y'all know i love kiki um I was like, I get those vibes from her. I don't know why y'all would think that would be a nod because she wasn't abducted by aliens. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. But okay, that's fine. That's I guess. interesting though, because I didn't know she was the granddaughter. I just know her because I I watch UFC sometimes, or not sometimes, actually pretty often. Oh, there it is. There's my guilty pleasure. Okay. <laughs> No, but I like UFC, and so I'm a fan of her because she does cosplay. Angela Hill. Like, really good cosplay. And um, so she's like, yeah, she's like one of us. And she, like, has cosplayed, um, I think she did, uh, she did Dollism from Street Fighter, which was oh. sick. Yeah. And I think a bunch more. I think she's done Storm and maybe, like, Elena from Street Fighter also. But she's dope. And I, I like that one. But I, I learned something in that moment because I didn't realize that she was a granddaughter of, like, all this. But that's cool. I, I didn't know till Kiki, like, was talking about the fan theory. I, I didn't put it together. So, yeah. Was that the same video where we got the iconic... Oh, Scully and Mulder is going to show up. And who the hell are they? <laughs> they they talked about that in there. I don't remember if that's because like all the videos are running together on me, but I remember mm. that. Good time. That, it might give. Um, <laughs> I hope it don't sound ridiculous. If I saw this man on the street, I wouldn't know a thing. Yes. <laughs> Sorry to this man. <laughs> it might give that one a run for its money. And who the hell are they? Yo. <laughs> She don't get. She don't have no filter. She don't care. I love. I love her, man. We have loved her since Aquila and the Bee, and she blessed. 
I feel like a few weeks ago they tried to do that whole Zendaya's doing Zendaya Zendaya's doing Zendaya and Kiki is not as well off as like Zendaya and Kiki's like, bitch, I'm doing fine. I've been working, I've had talk shows, I've had albums, I've had movies, I've had TV shows, I am an enterprise, bitch. I am a Kiki Palmer. Um and I'm I like, like that. right? Because there's there's no competition. It's a fact people are kind of manufacturing competition instead of looking at the system, instead of going, I'm gonna collect Zendaya and I'm gonna play Kiki Palmer in this mess today because I'm bored. Um, how about you look in the CW and be like, hey, you can cast people who've been out in the sun. You know that, right? What? <laughs> Why don't you do that? Why don't you do that? Collect, collect the networks. Collect the movie companies. Don't be out there and kind of like drag black women into drama. Facts. That was an incorrect comparison to make because they're both it. Yeah. yeah. They're both that girl. And they're like, they have two completely different styles of whatever the fuck it is that they are doing you know yeah. so yeah. why do you have to pin two brown girls up against each other and then create a fuss why just let them they're both winning and they've both been winning so just right. continue to let them win i'm 80 percent sure the person who started it was a white woman because always i mean it I usually is i like i we love our um white friends that want to ride for us and you know need to feel the need to display proper allyship but you need to learn to pick and choose your battles not that neither of them are wrong they're just they're just out here winning just now is not the time to be a savior and call out colorism there's a time and a place for that and it happens like every fucking day every day but kiki versus zendaya like come on (laughs) <laughs> no, I, I think it is come down to the capacity because it's always a thing that makes them like run in. Like if nobody else is saying this and nobody black is saying this, then why do you think that you've had this epiphany that all black people are just missing and you didn't put it onto the Twitter streets tonight? That's not what I do. I'm not sitting around being like, I read an article. I know enough about politics in Puerto Rico. Uh, <laughs> so let me talk about the government and why I think that America keeps trying to just own it because they got to. Uh, no, I'm, I'm just like America's fucked up and we don't have geology and geography here. And that's why America keeps forgetting that like you are part of us. <laughs> I'm not going to like in my theories because now that I'm like knee deep in my fields and I want to feel seen, I just, we don't need bad takes. Uh, we don't need any more bad takes. We've had enough this right. year. Let us wait till next year for all bad takes, please. I've heard a lot of bad takes just about this movie, though. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why. I, it's so different. And, all right, so personally, in my Jordan Peele ranking, Nope is the last of the three. Um, But that doesn't mean it's bad by any means. I thought it was great, and I had a great time in the theater. I went to the theater thrice. Which tells you that I enjoyed my fucking time. It's just, you know, the bar is set like really fucking high. So that's not like a, a, a dub or anything. But some people are online like this is Peel's best movie to each its own. Other people are like this movie is straight up bad. I've had people come up to me like in person and be like, I got a bone to pick with you. This movie was bad. And I'm like, okay, just say you didn't enjoy it and move on. Because yeah. to say I'm that it was a bad movie <clears throat> is incorrect. Why? Literally, my only complaint is that it was too long. Literally, my only complaint. That's your only complaint? Yeah. Okay, Ghoulish, what are your complaints? 
Um, do I have any? I feel like I might have when I first saw it, but the more I dig into the movie, the more I just love it. Let me think from the first watch what my yeah. complaints might have been. I think it could have. I don't know. I love Nope, so it's hard. But I, I think like I could agree with Sheree. Like it feels like it could have used some editing because there were so many. Oh, I remember some of them. Like it could have used maybe just a little bit of editing. I don't think it needed to be as long as it was. But then I feel like they underutilized certain characters. Just personally, I would have actually liked to see what was going on with. Um, I can't think of Stephen Yoon's character name. Jupe. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Like I would have actually liked to see a little bit more of like what was going on with Jupe. That was just one of my other things, and. I think those are the two that are just off the top of my head. Like, did you have like any kind of like eh, like misgivings with it or not really? Um, I did. Well, I I didn't have a problem with the length. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe that's just because I was just like very excited to be there yeah. at the moment. So like I didn't want it to end. Um, but I didn't feel a problem with pacing. Maybe like the third time I kind of felt it. Um, but if it's your first time watching, I personally, I wouldn't imagine you having an issue with pacing that yeah. much. Um, but the only thing that I did not like about this movie was the final form of the entity. Oh, So this is what my, my first screening was like. So... Towards like the the end third of the movie, you know, like after the climax, um, Angel and the cinematographer are up on the hill, right? And they're in the hut and they're like doing this mission to try to catch the entity, get the, the footage of the entity. And they're like hiding out in a little hut and then the entity comes over and it starts sucking everything up. And so it's like a sandstorm, right? Yeah. And so in my head, the entity like sucked up like the little tent that they were in and like got caught in the tent. So when the entity like transformed into like its final form, like the kind of jellyfish looking thing, Mm. it took me like five minutes to realize that this is the actual form of the entity. And it's not just like trapped in a tarp. My brain was telling me that this is the entity and it's like, it's trapped in the tent that they were in. And then it literally took me like three to five minutes. Like, oh, wait, this is this is actually the thing. And it's just unfolding now. I did not like the final form, final evolution, I guess. It just, I left the theater and I was like, okay, cool. It was a Pokemon the whole time. Awesome. There is like literally, I will put it on our fucking social media when this episode drops, but there is a Pokemon. Actually, oh, no, I know. Like I, I, you know, I'm a Poke person. I still play. So, so you know yeah. what I'm talking about. Mm, like it's the true. jellyfish types, like the water and air types. This looked mm. like a Pokemon. And I, it like, it was much scarier in saucer form. I do like the fact that it like opened up. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I would, I would imagine something a little bit more menacing. Um, and my dad called me after he went to go see the movie. And my dad was like adamant. He's like, Mr. Peel can't be satisfied with that. That's not what he wanted. There's no way. Was going all in. But I do understand. So after I got my Fangoria for this quarter, and there was a lot on Nope in there. Yeah. And um, there was like an interview um, 
with, uh, I think it was like a biologist who was tasked to help create the entity, like mm -hmm. on, uh, in, you know, pre-production. Um, so someone with like a, a biology background. So like, it was very, everything was very intentional. I mean, besides like just watching people straight up being digested, which was like fucking awesome. Wild, I loved it. Awesome. So dope. But you know, it kind of reminded me of then the entity, the final form kind of like settled with me for a little bit because then I thought of Jurassic Park, how those um those species of dinosaur and when they feel threatened, like the gills kind of open up and they shake and it's like supposed to be menacing, like it's supposed yeah. to like intimidate prey, I guess. So mm -hmm. that's what it kind of had me thinking of when that's why they had a biologist opinion on what this entity should look like. Like now it's being threatened because it's being chased. So it like opens up mm -hmm. and it's like, yo, what's good? Try me. But I just didn't like what it looked like when it opened up. But that's really all that I had to gripe with with this movie. Because I've only seen it once, I, I'm i not bothered by the design yet. Maybe if I see it a couple more times, which I will, I'll be like, hmm. But I was like, ooh, this is fantastical. Get it. Oh, I, <laughs> but there was just so much. I, I really loved about this movie so much. I, I we might need three episodes because, like, I don't know what kind of begin. Yeah, I let me say this about the form because I think that was one of my favorite parts about the movie. Because um, I think that, like, like I said, the um, how slow it was, it almost kind of like had me concerned. I felt like I was in a valley of like, I was afraid. I was like, oh shit, did Atlas shrug? I was very nervous. But from my personal experience, it felt like when the climax happened, I felt like I got this huge release. I felt like, oh this movie punished me for not having patience because I really like this scene. Like the first thing I saw when I saw this thing was angels because, you know, like in the, in the Bible and stuff, they don't depict angels with like the pretty wings and stuff. They Be are not afraid. Right. <laughs> what? Yeah. You have 8,000 eyes. <laughs> like, <laughs> and then it petrifies you like the basilisk from um, she who not uh, must not be named's book. So, mm. I mean, but what I thought it meant, the more that I've like gone back and like hung out with Note, because I just, I just love the experience of it all. It feels like any type of spectacle that's happening, right? It's like when something can't get your attention and it's desperate for your attention, what does it do? It, it blows up and it becomes so extravagant that it's almost impossible to look away. And that's why I like them handling the monster with, because it's, I can't imagine being in um, OJ's position underneath of this thing. Because it would be impossible to look away from it. But by like depriving it of that attention, almost like with Tinkerbell, if you don't look at her, she dies. It's like any other spectacle that is happening online or anything. Once you don't give it your attention and you look away, it withers and it fades. There's also like that UFO versus aliens versus angels thing that already exists in our culture because of shows like Ancient Aliens and how they believe that UFOs have always been around, but a lot of people who saw them back in the day probably assumed that they were angels. Mm -hmm. And a lot of cultures would put them up because of this. And I just think that he was really brilliant in the way that he went about this monster. Some of the people in my comments on the TikTok that I did for it, they were even saying they thought it was like a kaiju movie because it, like it's just this big monster. And it's kind of like doubles over as this creature feature. And we know that like he watched stuff like Jaws to get ready for this. 
And mm-hmm. what's really cool is like it's this big white thing that is even if you remove all the metaphors, right? It's this big white thing that is territorial over something that black people fought to make for themselves. I just really, I really love what he did with this monster. But to piggyback off of you talking about like the creature as like social media and all of that mess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes it even more interesting that like it consumed the people Juke brought in for attention when Juke was trying to regain all of that attention and that feel and that high, but also afraid of it because of trauma. And so like the two people that have, well, the, the person and the being <laughs> that are needing the most attention um, collide. Um, and so that makes that even cooler. Like it literally consumed these fools. <laughs> yes. Like, look at me, I'm gonna eat you. <laughs> I yeah, love that. I'm here for this essay, Ryan. Write it. What? Yeah, Whoa, Brian, honestly, right. Ghoulish, you're so smart. Yeah. Oh, I hope you. did somebody else tell you that today? Because if not, I'm gonna tell you right now, you're so smart. You're the first person to tell me in my life. So I, this is, oh, this is no. overwhelming. I've heard <laughs> that like seventeen thousand times. No, but for um, real, like, but you. for real, like I, I did not think of. I, I never thought about that. Like the big white entity that is asserting its dominance on brown people below another thing that i never thought of until yesterday i was hanging out at my girlfriend's house and she watches movies i watch movies we get together a couple times a year and we're like okay what did you watch what did you watch let's talk about it so we talked about nope and uh my friend here is she's one of those really good allies um and takes a little bit longer just to think about things because they deserve to be thought about Um, And she brought something to my attention that I never thought of my three viewings. So she was so on edge. And I think partially this has to do with like the, the stretched, you know, the stretched out uh, cut of this movie. Yeah. But so the whole premise in the first two thirds is about getting the shot and just getting it on film or whatever on uh, camera. And so the whole time, She's telling me she's gripping her leg in the theater. Like, are they going to get the shot? Are they going to get the shot? Then shit hits the fan. And the only thing that she's worried about in the theater is, are they going to get the shot? And are they going to get credit for the shot? Because who's going to take the film? Like now she's, um, you know, she's sweating in the theater because this white cinematographer, he's going to get all the credit and they did all the work. And I never thought about that. Then, you know, she rides off. Um, they lose the footage, um, but M is able to capture the picture on like the 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 wink and well, the Polaroid shots. And then the police pull up and she's like, oh, no, now the police are going to take the footage and they're not going to get any credit like they deserve to. And I'm like, wow, I did not think about that like at all. And then the movie just ends. So we don't really know what happened to the footage, what happened to the photos. We don't know if they got credit for it at all because her mind went there as soon as in the very beginning, they brought up the black jockey on the horse. Nobody knows his name. He never got credit for being the first, you know, actor, the first stunt man. He never got credit for that. So where's the credit in the end? It seemed like it would come full circle, but we'd never get to find that out. Damn, and she that. said that shit to me yesterday, and I was like, yo. Yeah. Yes. Crazy. Never thought about that. Same, because I was so stuck on how, as black people, we also have evidence for whatever we experience that nobody believes us. Because, mm-hmm. like, I'm not going to get too far into things because, like, we came up for trauma, but, like, shit can happen to us forever in a damn day. 
But now that it's on social media and white people are like, oh, it, it does happen. I'm like, we've been saying this since we could speak. Like, where have you been, Judith? Um, but like, now that I can get it on my like Facebook Live and share with my black friends, I believe it. And I'm like, you know what? See yourself out. That, that's why it's brilliant that they throw like certain elements in, like the TMZ dude, which had me rolling, rolling. Like these people are chasing something that is literally killing them, but they they gotta get it. It's like the soul stuff, it's so mm-hmm. they can get the payout. But it's just, oh my god, man, that TMZ person. That I almost want that to be like um some type of merch, just that visor with the. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> I have the I have the the button that was on the um on this motorcycle with the face and it's like oh yeah, yeah, yeah i have a couple of those from the premiere which is cool another thing that i didn't well not a thing that i missed but somebody online had mentioned um like in my comment section uh that this would have worked really well as like a mini series mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. the whole and i and i do agree i mean i love a good feature film but if this were to be a mini series i would i would fuck with it for this reason so the whole theme here is about like being touched by that bug that is you get the shot, you get the spectacle, you get fame, you get fortune. That's kind of the theme here. And we see it with M in the beginning, how she's, you know, I, I do this, I do this. Y'all need crafty. I do a little singing on the side. You know, that whole thing. She's pitching herself because she wants that fame and fortune. The cinematographer, he says, it's a bug. And once you get it, it's kind of over. Angel is touched by that as well because he's like, oh, this girl just dumped me. She's going to be on the fucking CW. You know, look out for her because blah, blah, blah. Now he's touched by it as well. Jupe, obviously, Ricky Park is like the most touched by it out of everyone. So everyone is touched by this bug that is, let me get the shot and let me reap the benefits of getting the shot. Um, and it's the most obvious with jupe because you know this trauma relives itself a second time in his lifetime um but also m's not untouched by it and angel's not untouched by it uh i feel like oj might be a little untouched by it (laughs) but it's there in everyone and it the theme presents itself as like a bad thing because when you chase this high you get yourself in trouble and we saw it with uh, Gordy's home and then what happened for the star lasso experience when you get hooked on that bug it's not a good thing I feel like for the most part that is the idea here but then you have M and then you have Angel and even if you don't follow it all the way down the tunnel it still like you know sticks with you you know and they wouldn't have gone through this whole fucking I don't even know trying to get this shot all this crazy shit if they weren't chasing the benefits of getting the shot. So that being said, if this were a mini series and we could see more of how this theme touches just the ordinary person, um, that would be really cool. I'd love that. I would love that because I was tracking that like, we have four leads of color because we got Jude, we got him, we got OJ, we got, I just forgot Angel's name, Angel. Um, and like they are, I mean, none of them are doing great. Like Jupe is doing the best because him and his wife have a little get together situation and he's getting some monies, but you can tell he used to be richer and he wants to get back up to that and his wife wants to back up there. 
And so I'm just like, of course, the four people of color, we're not, we don't just be able to walk into places and be like, hi, I like opportunity and better circumstances. That's not our mode. That's not our method. We don't have those options. And so you need something spectacular to happen to you. You need someone to be like, I'm going to touch you. Boop. There goes your credit score. Now you have a job, bitch. And you're like, thank you, Oprah. What? <laughs> you oh. can't. <laughs> and so like, I thought it was funny that when they got Amber's in there, which is the cinematographer who's white, he was like, I got the shot, but I'm not happy now. And I'm going to go in this. And because he doesn't need it. He was already rich. He's already a cheater who wanted to cheat. And he's like, I, I got the shot. Now I guess I'm just going to walk on out here and do this shit. And I'm like, of course you don't need it, but leave in their pictures. But he didn't think about that because white people. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. It, one other thing I wanted to touch on, um, when they were doing the marketing around this and they kept saying, like, um, you know, what's a bad miracle? What's a bad miracle? The answer was like, in my opinion, like in front of us the whole time, a spectacle. Chipotle. Like a spectacle <laughs> is a bad miracle, you know? And Chipotle. <laughs> <laughs> and this yeah, pink Himalayan uh, basalt lip. <laughs> it's also a bad miracle. That's a good miracle for some of us. Um, <laughs> it's a bad miracle, you might have done some. Another thing that I couldn't get over while I was watching it is that, like, this is this is the second time Daniel Kaluuya has been in a Jordan Hill movie. And so if Lupita's in the fourth one, I think we have a universe we're talking about. And I want him to open No, please. I don't want to do this. I'm done. I dedicated Wait, so many of my years to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, <laughs> and I'm fucking over it. I don't want to connect shit anymore. I only want to connect shit within the, you know, two hour and 10 minute maximum. That's it. I don't want to connect anything else. Don't make me do that, please. What was your final straw? Was it Endgame? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no. Actually, it wasn't Endgame because I've been losing interest lately and um, uh, Sam Raimi's um, Spider-Man like brought me back because yeah. my nigga Sam Raimi. You know what I mean? But like I had shit to catch up on before I watched. Wait, no, it wasn't Spider-Man. It was Doctor Strange. My mm -hmm. bad. See, there we go. It's all just like it all just kind of combines into one big story. And then I can't properly rank them. Or There's no. <sighs> you it's pissed me much. off just now. Why did <laughs> you ask me that question? It's too much. Anyway, I'm done. I don't want to peel a verse. I just want him to keep doing him. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if universe is the right word, but I think that if Lupita's in the fourth movie, we have to acknowledge some of these characters again, somehow, some way. Or maybe he just wants us to know that there's alternate universes and what these people are gonna get they ask kids in different ways. Oh my gosh, you're right, not. All I know is all I know is all of their characters are alive at the end of their movies so far. So true. We could have like a, a Timmy Burton situation, like Daniel Kaluuya is gonna be his Johnny Depp. Oh, I would love that too. Because like Daniel Kaluuya needs his friendship because like Behold and Belovely is out there. Um, Yo. But, but Brandon, um, who plays Angel, was talking about Here we about go, how, Brandon something. Yeah. Brandon Perez? something. Is, is that Perez? I'm from Missouri. I'm not going to embarrass myself or him and his family. But I see you, Brandon. I like you. Um, <laughs> oh, BB. Listen, BP. Um, he talked Jordan into like letting his character live because like originally he was not gonna get spat out or he was gonna get spat out, but it was like, I'll be okay. And that's why the last time we see him, he's like sort of getting himself up and be like, what the fuck is we gonna do now? This is a lot. Um, because he was like, I don't see a world where we don't revisit these people. I think there needs to be a sequel for nope, because like we're in this moment of we just did the thing, but now you cut us off. <laughs> you need to see where this goes. 
and like see if they get the credit and see if the circumstances change and see how they become like a more cohesive unit because they survive some like weird spaceship. And like, does the weird spaceship have people looking for the weird spaceship? Because like usually when there's one, there's another. Yeah. So maybe we don't show up in that sequel and we'll just close it down there. They already start. They already have like the name for the next pill project. I haven't started um, researching Wait, it really? thoroughly. He comes up with his names fast. He Goat, was like, I believe it is Goat. I'm just going to double check because, like, y'all know me. Stop it! Let me see. Stop it! You know, he, you know, he, he loves he loves playing around, child. Y'all know. Cool J there, so help me. Deepest blues. My hands like a shark's fin. Symphonies. <laughs> yeah, so I got y'all back. So um, Jordan Peele's Monkey Paw to produce sports-related horror film, and it's called Goat. Um, Michael Jordan. Sports-related. Michael Jordan. That'd be kind. Let me see. Listen. Mm-hmm. Who would play Michael Jordan? Do we think? Because we just used Daniel, so we can't use Daniel for the next movie. I'm trying to see what the like. If there's any tea in this, that I can just like throw real quick. Because like I said, I haven't started um, digging. Because mm-hmm. I, I, this is y'all. I, y'all know this about me already. I don't like to know anything right. about his projects. I just like to go in because that makes it more organic. That's what Get Out was for me, and that's what Us was for me. And yeah, all I need to know is the Jordan Peele movie, and it's happening, and I'm gonna go. Um, if I know the title, that's even better. So I'm gonna be like, it's the Peele movie. Do you know what you got in your house? Oh, <laughs> like, like this is the Peele one, please. Right. Right. <laughs> I should do this one not knowing who was all in the cast. I didn't know who I was going to be there. I just knew Jordan Peele did it. Because I knew Kiki, Daniel, and Steven were there, obviously. And I knew Keith Dave was going to be there because I put in for interviews I didn't get. <laughs> but I didn't know about anybody else. And I was like, is that Barbie? Get it, girl. Ha! And she's like, I'm funny. Oh, chips. yeah. She had, like, two lines. And, like, I appreciated both of yes. them. I hope she gets more time in the director's cut because I want more yeah. time with her always. She yeah, cares. yeah, yeah. We could pray for that. I Ooh, love her so much. I need that Blu-ray to draw up, please. Yeah, mm. mm-hmm. I, I like it. I like it so much. What happened? Deadline needs to be stopped. We all, when you hear "goat," greatest of all time, right? Yeah. Right. So, though the title hints at something revolving around everyone's favorite farm animal. What the fuck? It is actually in reference to a sports acronym, greatest of all time. Shut the fuck up. See, this deadline needs a brother in the room. Like, desperately. They desperately need a brother or a sister in the room because that's embarrassing. Did you see their tweet about Anne H last week? This is what they need. (laughs) After our last episode, it was evident I need to keep this shit near me. Like, it's like holy water. Um, Yeah, yeah. Did you see? <laughs> did you see me about MH last week? No, I knew about um her passing, but no, I didn't see what they said about it. So anybody else was memorializing her because like she was branded and they were unplugging her and gonna see what happened and when. And everybody else was talking about her in past tense already or whatever. And they decided to be different and wrote something. And I'm paraphrasing, but it had this energy. So keep in mind, it's their energy, not mine. <laughs> I don't people in my DMs. But it was like, out of respect for the family, we're going to wait until she's dead to say anything about it. But here's the headline we wrote this article earlier. Oh, my God. Why? Uh, are they that Are they that hungry for clicks that they have to be there first? I'm sorry. They said we're going to wait for her heart to stop. That's what they said. <gasps> 
because she was brain dead. And again, like Anne H mm-hmm. had a lot going on because life was hard for her. I I, I did a Wikipedia dive because I didn't know a lot about her. And then I saw her some stuff and she was always a random card. Same, and, yeah. And so I did like, and she was like bipolar and she had like a lot of family trauma and like the girl course, she had to be the moneymaker. Um, and lots of bad shit happened to her. And then like she was married to Ellen and we know Ellen's a situation. So like we, <laughs> And so, like, whatever led her to that last breakdown and, like, back to the bottle. Um, because, like, I mean, addiction's hard in any circumstances, but for us to be running out three years of the pandemic, I imagine that's especially hard for yeah. people who can't imbibe. Um, so, yeah, I, I got to have a privilege with that, but I, I did wonder what set her off. And so I was at the Wikipedia, just like, what else am I missing here? And it was just really weird to deadline be like, or deadline be like, when her heart stops, we'll put up another article. But here's the other one from earlier. <laughs> I was like, y'all are monsters. <laughs> that is incredibly humane of them. Wow. Right? You humanity, couldn't just little humanitarians over there at the um. What was you said it was deadline? I think it was deadline. Yeah, it was deadline. I, I I'm about to go ahead and take a little break from them. I I don't know what's happening. I, I I'm a little concerned. Them and the rap out here embarrassing themselves. <laughs> the rap with that man put that article on there today and said nothing. And I was like, do y'all not read these things? You have no editors. Like, what's happening? No. Um, you know, I'll say that for another recording. I'll tell y'all after because this... Oh, we. Is there anything? Oh, there is one other thing about Nope that um, I think will bring y'all joy. Um, if in case y'all didn't know, T. So it, on one of the interviews where they asked him about, you know, why did you choose Keith uh, David uh, for the role that you did? He said, "I needed somebody to make like a huge impact in a very short period of time," and I knew that that man was the mm, one. Period. And so he starts fanboying over because you know he loves Keith David, um, and he's like. Did y'all know that that's um I can't remember his name on Gargoyles, but uh Gargoyles. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. He was like, Did y'all know that was Goliath from Gargoyles? There's been a rumor for a minute that he might try to touch Gargoyles, and I hope it happens. I pray. I would love that. I want to put Gargoyles in my eyeballs. Please. But I I love Keith David, and he's been a voice of many people that we all represent to, and people act like he only does a couple movies every now and then. Like, no, he's always working. But also, side note, because I, I love y'all, I'm going to share. I found Keith David's Twitter when he was having a moment because he yes. was upset that people were sexualizing his Instagram name. <laughs> Do you know what it is, Zero? What is <laughs> it? <laughs> he went with Silver Tongue. No, Silver Throat. Sorry. He went with Silver, silver throat. throat. Yes. Because he's a Silver Tongue devil. And apparently, he's too precious for the internet. So people are like, ha ha ha. Somebody come get my uncle. Right. <laughs> Why well, he, he did that to himself. I can't even like, <laughs> like Keith, if you want to put that on Tinder or something, do that, but don't put it on Instagram, baby. Um, he does not spend enough time on the internet because he yeah. does not know how ruthless <laughs> people are behind the screen. <laughs> oh, silver throat. That, yeah, that, that, is, that is very wholesome though. It's yeah. too wholesome. He thought like, that he could get away with that. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was reading his rant on Twitter and I'm like, oh no, this isn't funny, but it's funny. I'm going to go see it myself. But I went to Instagram and I was like, I'm going to follow you, Silver Throat. But I'll <laughs> this one <wasn't> the way. <laughs> Last thing I want to say about this movie before we head home. I think that the theme of this movie 
is, is a read. And I think that the reason why a handful, maybe two or three handfuls of people don't really rock with this movie is because it's about them. Mm -hmm. Especially people like us who are creators um, and pretty good at what we do. Um, it's easy to get lost in the sauce. Yes. Um, unfortunately, we've seen our share of people get lost in the sauce and it's not cool. So take a step back every now and then people who are constantly having cameras in their vicinity can get that bug as the cinematographer had mentioned in the movie. Um, and that's kind of a hard pill to swallow, Yeah, but it needs to be swallowed. So check yourself. And um, don't be distracted by spectacle because you might die. <laughs> right? Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And I think that those same people who aren't fussing with this are also those same people who sought it out and was like, Jordan Peele will always tackle racism in a way where I know it's racism, as opposed to that this script analysis. And those are the same people who hated us. And those are the same people who hate this movie because, like, it's there but he's not being like the word of the day it's my progressions judy let me hold your hand and judy is like oh no this is not my jordan <laughs> but like it's all through it we talk about the black jack who didn't get credit we talk about this like family who's running horses in la and how they're one of the few black people doing that like even the way oj is because daniel kalua embodies uh, a lot of the anxiety i see and a lot of like my siblings and my uncles as a black man in america and so, like, it's it's all baked in. It's all fucking there. But you want a hand holder, Judy, and he's not holding your hand anymore. His key and field days are over. Get a Rosetta Stone and go do some work on your own. <laughs> and then come to the next movie. <laughs> yeah, that, I, my final thoughts echo everything y'all just put on the table. I'm just going to um, slide my little potato salad next to it and say... <laughs> validation comes from within baby you know like when you start going out into the spectacle route for validation it's just a it's a dead end road you have to find that within and mm -hmm. i think what i love about nope is all the conversations because anybody who's like oh it's a bad movie they need to go talk with people because the reality is everyone's getting different takes because of their own lived experiences that's why the moment that i watched that joint i was like oh i'm talking about this on brother goals tomb like instantaneously like after just one watch, because there's so much to say. And then when people respond with it, it makes it a richer experience. I mean, it's like Shrek and Ogres in Onions. It has layers and every bit of it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and there will be homework next episode. Yes. Like, I wanted you to quote Kendrick Mars. I was like, you and I know. <laughs> hmm. Look, <laughs> the fact I said Shrek and you said Kendrick Lamar exposed that I need my black heart revoked. But you know what? This moment has <laughs> happened. It has, it has happened. <laughs> I cannot. <laughs> Take us out of here. We're done. All right, y'all. So y'all said, yup. It's a blurdy massacre. And for that reason, we are very appreciative. Please leave um, five stars because um, we deserve, we worked really hard, especially listening on uh, Spotify and Apple. And leave a little review, especially if you have some suggestions. And if you want to talk about Nope with us, you can actually find us on social media at Blurdy Massacre. Until then, protect yourself 
and don't pay attention to the spectacle. Bye. <laughs>